was dying. Okay, fine. Um, hello. Hello. Is that it? I just wondered what you'd do if I just said hello. Oh, well. And then said nothing. Hey, how's it, how's it going? Good. How about you? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit false, this, isn't it? Because we do live together. We've had our two-week break. From each other. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> you are? Oh. Keep coming back, that's the problem. Like a yo-yo. Or is it a boomerang? <laughs> or is it a bad smell? <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Bit anyway. Harsh. Bit harsh. Okay, um, right. Okay, I'm at... Uh, right, what are we doing? Um, a podcast. It's a podcast. What's the film? The Farewell. The Farewell. Yeah. Oh, that's... We just watched that. Yes. So hopefully... Is that why we're talking about it? Okay. <laughs> Good. That was, that was kind of you. To, okay. pick, to pick a film pick up. something recent. Remind me what's it about? A uh, Chinese-American family. The grandmother. Grandmother. Right. We'll go into that later. Yeah, okay. No, um, yeah, okay. My me- me- memory jogs. Good. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I've got me questions again, haven't I? The six questions. Yeah. With our, you ready for them? No. Have you snuck, have you snuck a look at my uh, question sheet and the answers here? No? No. Good. So what's your, what's your average? My average is three. So what's your target today? Four. Wow. I'm being ambitious. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it depends what questions you pick. It does. Are there questions that I'm going to know the answers to? We'll find out shortly. Oh, okay, fine. Right, um, so, yeah, okay. All right, let's start with two questions now, then. Oh, okay. Gosh. So, question one. What or how is <laughs> Morris Micklewhite better known as? Okay. All right, you're not answering right now. No, I know. I, I couldn't answer even if I wanted to. Anyway. Right, and question two. Question two. In which film series does Colin Firth play Mark Darcy? Okay. Oh, she's confidently nodding her head to that one. It's one out of two. Right, what have we watched this week then? Well... That's the next section. Yeah, it is. I've got a question here on my sheet. It says, what have we watched this week? <laughs> I was going to answer the question. It's a good job that's here, that prompt sheet. I know. What would we do without it? Silence. Wow. Anyway, um, well, it's been a couple of weeks, but the main thing we've been watching is James Bond movies. Because I, despite being a big film fan, I've never watched a James Bond film all the way through. You have. But at random points, in yeah, time, not in I any don't remember them. chronological order. No, so we've actually got the box set and we're working through them in chronological order. So we just finished about half an hour ago on Her Majesty's Secret Service with George. Is it Lazenby? Lazenby? I'd say Lazenby. Lazenby. I, mean. I don't know. His one film as Bond. So I'll forget about him by the time we move on to. I don't know, Sean Connery comes back and then it, is it Roger Moore after that? I don't even know. Is it Timothy Dalton? I don't know. Um, but we're watching the Bond films. I'm really enjoying them. I'm enjoying them more than I thought I would. I'm getting a bit sick of some of the long chase scenes that are just never ending. Like, surely someone should be dead by now because surely you're trained how to fire guns. How come you're missing? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, that's not the bits of the films that are kind of... No. Staring me in the face. <laughs> It's more like the, the technology. It's fantastic. It is fascinating seeing how um, 
special, special effects. The car scenes, the car scenes, and they're clearly not in the car. <laughs> it's oh, that's like... classic though. I'm used to that from Hitchcock films. I, I kind of like it now. And and the none too subtle sexism. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm really enjoying watching it as a woman. Mm. But anyway, so we're enjoying watching those. We also watched The Imitation Game, which I, I hadn't seen before. I'd seen it. You'd seen it before, um, which was really good. Well, we, we we watched it because we because we went to Bletchley. We did. Yes, and we learned all about. I bought, I bought a little rubber. Hang on, hang on. on it. I bought a little rubber. What? You just have little rubber now in your possession. I've got it. I have the coaster. I mean, it's on my side of the table, so I'm claiming it's mine. But the imitation game was really good. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was great. I, I like him. I think he can. He, I think he's a great actor. He can what act? Oh no! I was, yeah, I thought that. I thought, um, yeah, obviously he, he can, can act. Right. He'll be pleased to hear this. <laughs> I'm sure. In case he was, you know, wavering, lacking in a little bit of confidence. You know, all the awards he's won, but as long as I say, you know, he can act. Yeah. That's fine. Um, and what else? I've been watching Ashes to Ashes. I'm on season two now. I gave it a bit of a break for a while, but I'm back with it. Still really enjoying it. It's kind of the sequel. Is it a sequel? Yes. To Life on Mars, which I was watching earlier on. And I also watched The Stranger on Netflix and I did finish it. I don't think I ever told you I finished it, but I did finish it. Really, really good thriller series. I really enjoyed that. Glad you recommended that to me because, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Me too. It. Kept you quiet for a while. <laughs> How rude. Um, and, oh, we watched Deep Impact, which I had never seen. You had seen it before. And I, I enjoyed that film as well. Maybe not, I mean, not the nicest film to watch, you know, when a, there's a pandemic and then now you just think, oh, well, there's a meteor heading to Earth and how are we all going to be saved? And Well, the Americans will save us, don't worry about that. Oh, that's true. Will, will Smith will do something that will save us. Will Smith? Yeah. Who isn't in Duke and Pax? No. No. But he does. But he does, oh, no, Independence Day. Oh, well done. Okay. Cross film reference there. Yes, it was. I, I would trust Will Smith to be fair, so yeah. He so can he can act. Things. He can act, yes. He can. I I watched Yeah, what well, I was gonna say, I was Friday night di- Friday night dinner. Okay, yeah, I watched that before and now you started watching it. What do you think of it? Frustrate. Martin <laughs> character does my head in. I like Will. He's not Will, but he's Will in the in between us, so he doesn't he doesn't have another name. No. That's it now. Um, I like him. Uh, what about Jim? Fine. Jim from next door. Jim, 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 yeah. Jim's a bit, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Martin does my head in. Okay, that's that's fine. He's disgusting. I don't like him. Yeah, when they're sitting around there's having no, dinner. There's no way. What's her name? Tamsin. What's the actual? Tamsin Greek. Yeah, there's no yes. way. I'm sorry, there's no way... No way she'd be with him. No. He, no. he is punching and she <laughs> she wouldn't... He's disgusting. He, I know. It's a... Yeah, I don't... But I... I but you're liking it. But it's replace. It's my... It's, it's, it's kind of the salve over my open, wounded, pus-filled, <laughs> um, 
saw that's left behind after Shit's Creek's finished. And you did love Shit's Creek. I did. You like saying it too. I do. Yeah. We it's, can bring it up in every podcast. It's funny. I've never watched it, but no, I trust saying you. Shit's Just... Creek. Oh, okay, fine. Say we it, can say, say it in every podcast. Say it. Shit's Creek. Yeah, you swore. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mum. <laughs> Anything else you've, you've watched? You're so much trouble, though. Oh, God. Sus. Anyway, right, anything else? You can, tell we're, you can tell we're recording this new. I've had a couple of drinks. Yeah, we're both a bit tired. <laughs> Got to get up early tomorrow. Don't know why we're doing this. Right, was there anything else you'd watched? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, good. I didn't write anything down. No, standard. That's fine. I think we've covered quite a lot, though, giving some people some recommendations. Do you want two more questions? Only if I can answer them. Okay. Okay. Question three When was the first Star Wars film released? Question four. What song do Wayne and Garth sing in the car in Wayne's world? Okay. Okay. Deep dive time, Jenny. <laughs> Why is that sound more menacing than it should be? Don't know. Um, the Farewell, I believe. The Farewell. From last year. Directed yeah. by Lulu Wang, apparently. Yes. Did you just remember that? I just or read did it. that little, yeah, that little prompt sheet might like, help, did you? Help, did you? Oh my goodness, I'm tired. <laughs> might have helped you. Wow. I know. Right. It's a good job no one listens to this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this will be the one someone listens to. It won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. Carry, carry on. Right, deep dive, why? why? Carry on. Yeah, you've done research now, I'm just going to nod off for a bit and then... You just, yeah, you go you, and... You nudge me, you nudge me when... Oh, shush. <laughs> I chose this film because I've heard really good things about it, again from a film podcast that I was listening to, and it came up a few times, and I only heard good things, so I thought, let's watch it, because it's out on DVD. So, I've got the DVD... And I'll start with the production side of things. Start with the production side of things. Okay, I will. I thought so, you'd gone to sleep. I have just, right. I thought, I'm, I thought, I don't know, I don't know how long I've been out for, so I thought I might interject with something just to like let the let the masses know I'm still here. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> was, it, was I not gone for long? No. Oh, all right, sorry. That's have I interrupted 20 you? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Maybe. Anyway, huh. it's a Chinese-American... Not 40 that be 40 winks. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. Anyway, it's a Chinese-American film directed and written by Lulu Wang, who was born in China and moved to America when she was six. This is important for later. She's released one more film prior to this one called Posthumous in 2014. I've never heard of it. I hadn't heard of her until this film. So is this one autobiographical then? Yes, so it's based partly on her life. The premise of the film is there's a girl called Billy. She's meant to be in her late 20s, isn't she? I think but she's she, 30. She does not look it, so they, that was confusing. They keep referencing 30 in the film. Oh, okay, so she doesn't look it. So she lives in New York, um, and not with her parents, but they all live in New York. They moved there when Billy was six. And that's what happened to Lulu Wang. She grew up uh, in China, and then when she was six, her parents moved her to America. And 
Billy's father finds out that his mother back in China, who's elderly, Billy's grandmother, she has terminal cancer. So, normal thing would be... Well, it's a cultural clash, isn't there? Between how families... Yes. ...deal with um, this news, because here... Well, normally, everyone's everyone is aware of it. Well, the, because the person it involves would be told by the doctor. And they would be presumably the one telling yeah. their family that they are dying. But that's not what happens. In, in China, the belief is that it's better not to tell her. And this, this decision is made by her little sister, um, the grandmother's little sister. She makes the decision that the doctors shouldn't tell her that she's dying. And this is quite common because the doctors say they often Yeah, and the doctors the lie. They... Yeah, they will cover it up yeah. so that the families can deal with it how they wish. So she's got terminal cancer. The family are told. There's the family in the, in the States. There's some family in Japan as well. And the family, they want to spend what they believe is the last few months with, with the grandmother. They want to spend time with her. So... They concoct a wedding. Um, it's Billy's cousin. He's got a girlfriend of about three months. Because they, they moved to Japan, like Billy moved to yeah, America. Yeah. They moved to Japan. Yeah. And so he has a, he has a girlfriend of three, of three months. And the family decide they should get married. And that's the excuse to bring everyone back together. So it looks like they've all come back to China just to have this wedding. So um, Nene, as she's called, the grandmother, she gets to host it. She gets to like plan it all. She does everything. And she's so excited that her two sons are coming home and her grandchildren. And obviously then the, the film plays out and she has no idea that she's dying. She thinks she's uh, recovering from a bit of... She thinks she had a bit of pneumonia or something and she just thinks it's that. Yeah, she doesn't the, understand. And the medication. Oh, yeah. That she was on as the wrong medication. Yeah, she well, thinks we don't, the doctors. We don't know that she doesn't. She, doesn't never, she never reveals that she knows. but No. I think because there are, there's quite a bit of like long faces around and she yeah she she comments quite frequently on how certain members of the family they don't seem like they're well in themselves and they don't seem very happy and obviously as the grandmother of the family she's she's the head of the family because she's the oldest and she you know she wants everyone to be together and have a good time and so, yeah, I, th I think she does notice that something is wrong, but she loves having her family back. So this is Lulu Wang's story. This is her family deciding not to tell her grandmother that she had terminal cancer. Um, she first told the story in an American radio show called This American Life, and she called the story What You Don't Know, and she actually told that story on the radio. And it then got picked up to become a film because obviously people had heard that story. So the film is primarily based in China. There are a few scenes in New York following Billy. Um, she's, yeah, this 30-year-old, she's trying to get a fellowship. Her life isn't necessarily going to plan. But most of it's shot in China in Changchun. It was shot in 24 days, so not very... Have you said what the budget not was? Not very long. No, um, you're not listening. I am. I'm not... You just asked me, have you said what the budget was? No, I, was gonna... I haven't yet. Are you building up to that? Well, no, it's the next thing I was going to say. So, yes, you're building up to it. I do apologise. Anyway. I'll get back to my phone. I'm not on my phone. Well, yeah. Okay. 24 days, so not a long time. The budget was only 3 million. 
So very low budget. Dollars. Yes, dollars. But the film actually grossed over $17.7 million in the US and Canada. Um, it, ca- it came out in quite a limited release and gradually, as the weeks went on, it's, it reached more theatres. And the approval rating of the film is really high. So I'm not saying Rotten Tomatoes is the be-all and end-all of critiquing film. But if you look at their percentages, that film has an approval rating of 98%, which is pretty high. I'd take 98%, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Uh, and the film, was, the film was distributed by an independent production company called A24. They bought the distribution rights to the film and outbid people like Netflix, like Amazon, like big players. But they also were responsible for distributing Moonlight, Room, and um, some part of the big films. And when The Farewell was released to theatres, it actually beat Avengers Endgame, which came out around the same time, for the biggest average like per theatre for how like many tickets were sold. Attendance. Yeah, the pretty biggest much. Average yeah, biggest average. Which is quite an interesting fact, because I, I would think Avengers Endgame would be up there, you know, released to loads of theatres all at the same time. Everyone would go and see it. But So it, it clearly is a success. Um, and I can see why now that I've watched it. And, yeah, that's production. Well, yes, well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah. What's next? Well, I was going to say about the cast. There's not many cast members to talk about because... Harsh? Well, no, a lot of them are Chinese actors who are not very popular in the West. So there's not a lot of information on them. The girl who plays Billy, her name, well, her stage name is... Aquafina, and she's actually a rapper and a, and an actor, and she's had roles, supporting roles in things like Ocean's Eight, Crazy Rich Asians, the Jumanji film that came out last year, Next Level. But this was her first leading role. I haven't seen any of those three films. Me neither, but she's in them. So she she's fairly well known in the West, and the man who plays her father is called Si Ma. He plays um, Nene's youngest son. He was in Rush Hour. I don't know if that's where you recognised him from, because you said, oh, I think I've known him. Yeah, well, I have seen Rush Hour. Probably Rush Hour. He's also in Mulan, which is out now or coming out in theatres. Don't know. Meant to be out in August, I think. So he is also in that, the live-action version of that. The woman who played... um, The woman who played Nene. Is it Nene or Nainai? I think I'm changing how I'm saying it. It's Nainai, I think. The matriarch. The matriarch. Well, grandmother of the family. Um, Shu Zhen Zhao she well they don't have her, her actual birth date but she's between 85 and 86 years old bless her and she carries that film she does a great job she's a theatre actress she's appeared in over 100 plays at the Harbin Grand Theatre in China which is a pretty big deal she's great and the last one I'm going to mention we talked about this but it's something that it took me researching to find out Lu Hong who is she plays Nana's little sister she is actually Lulu Wang's grandmother's sister. She's playing herself. Oh. So when you see, I think we talked about this, the video at the end, there's some kind of real-life footage, and we said at the time, that looks more like the sister. I think it was. So she actually plays herself, which is really sweet, but also really weird when you consider that this is based on Lulu Wang's life story. So she's making a film. Her grandmother's sister is involved in the film, and they're trying not to tell the grandmother that she's terminally ill. We'll talk more about that later, though, because it's quite interesting. Okay. Okay? So, plot of the story? Kind of covered, 
But any key moments in the film you want to talk about? Not really. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll say not really and then start Yeah, I know, talking. you'll start talking anyway. Um, no, just... Um, I, I like the clash of culture. That, you know, that, um, what's her name, Billy? Billy. The granddaughter, American. She's kind of caught. She doesn't feel, when she's in China, she doesn't feel Chinese, but when she's in America, she doesn't feel American. And then expect family expectations. But she's reminded of her Chinese heritage the more time she spends back there and she wants to stay there for longer. Mm. Um, she feels like she's missed out somehow by she gets quite cross with her parents for leaving China yeah she didn't have the choice when she was six I know how she feels yeah yeah cause I, didn't, I didn't want to go to China when I was six either <laughs> no I didn't so I can relate to her on a deeper level because <laughs> I didn't have to go yeah, it's, it's interesting. They have, it's lots of family dinner moments and obviously you've got Billy's family moved to the States and the older brother, his family moved to Japan. They've all moved away and she's been left on her own. With her little sister. With her little sister. Little sister takes charge of everything and she also, Nene also has um, a companion. Her husband died. Well, I'm not, not sure when he died but it was when Billy was quite young because she cries about how she she didn't really get to spend time with him and when he died she no he was ill as well and she wasn't told and she felt that was really unfair because she didn't get to say goodbye and there's all these family meals where they talk about what life's like in america and what life's like in japan and almost competing it's it's not to be i mean it kind of is stereotypical but it's that asian family thing of success and searching for success and how far will you go for success and, and that's what they did they moved they moved Billy to America because they just they felt that their lives would be better there and her life would be better as a result well she's a talented musician isn't she yeah there's a big conversation about her playing piano and how that was something that they really focused on because again such a such a, a key skill to have like to be so talented in something like the piano and we actually see um, Aquafina um, play um, the piano and I'm, I'm pretty sure that she herself did play she was classically trained in piano so it's all these kind of stereo stereotypes coming together but they're trying to concoct this this wedding which is really awkward because it's clear that there's not a lot of chemistry between the couple they've only known each other three months and the girlfriend is or the well the future wife she's Japanese so she doesn't speak Chinese, so there's a lot of times where the conversation is just going over her head and even at the wedding she has to have a translator when she's saying thank you to all the guests for being there, all these people that she's never met. Um, she has no connection to them at all, really. So it does get a little bit awkward. But by the end of the film, you start to see Billy at the start is very open about wanting to tell her grandmother what is going on wanting to keep her in the loop but I think as the film goes on she does realise that actually she gets to enjoy these really precious moments with her grandmother and if she told her grandmother 
she'd be really you know she'd be sad by thinking about death and what is to come yeah. but you do see other family members break down as well like at the wedding the cousin who's just got married bursts into tears and Nine just thinks well, oh he's so happy and overwhelmed they're tears of joy but even more than that it wasn't it was one of her sons broke down on stage on doing stage. a speech yeah. oh yeah as the oldest son and he basically apologised he spends the speech apologising to his mother like I'm sorry we left you I'm sorry that we moved away I love you so much <laughs> and she just thinks oh that's my son just... and then at the end he said I'm these are tears of happiness <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy no you're not sad no it's it's so obvious when you're watching the film how sad everyone is but no no it's a bit oblivious she just has her family back and it's it's such a beautiful reminder about how important family is and she relies on those memories even in the opening scene when Billy's walking in New York she's on the phone to her grandmother it's, it's clear how close they are and they talk and grandmother's you know giving her sort of life advice like saying things like oh don't don't go out wearing earrings because you know they'll they'll take they'll grab them out of your out, out of your ears and Billy replies I'm not wearing earrings and then it's like oh so you heard too there's these little comedy moments and it's just it's just so cute that relationship and it's sad to think about that as you're watching it this is a real life story and Lulu Wang has been through this yeah I don't really know what else to say well how much do you want to give away I mean that is the plot of the film and it, it is quite it's quite a quiet film like let's be honest I'm, I'm going to give away the plot Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoiler spoiler alert again. Okay. The best thing about the whole thing <laughs> is, and there's a really emotional scene where they're saying goodbye in the taxi and oh, yeah. and Amazing. I get the impression that they both feel that the grandmother and Billy both realise that this is their final goodbye, and that so I think the grandmother knew all along and was happy to play along with not being told because. She re- they revealed that the rest of the family revealed that she did the same thing to her husband. Yeah. And I think she knew exactly what was going on the whole time, but because she was yeah. the type of person she was, she had a family then, she knew that they were doing this for her. She went along with it. Yeah. But the best thing mm. is that she still hasn't bloody well died. Six years later, she's still not dead. Oh, right, that's not, yeah, that's not the plot, that's the real life story. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the film. Saying goodbye, you think she's gonna die and then you, th- you get the credits rolling up six and years later six years later nanai or whatever her name is is still mm. still living still going they're cheeky old mare well <laughs> so this is where i can bring in the trivia stuff because it is such an interesting idea to to make a film about your grandmother being terminally ill having her sister star in the film filming in china in the same area where your grandmother has grown up and lives and thinking she's not going to find out. That fascinates me. So, in 2019, Lulu Wang gave an interview where she revealed that her grandmother came to the production start party. So she met all of the actors and she realised that they were playing members of the family. So Lulu Wang said, yes, it's a story based on our family. I've got the characters lined up. But that's what it is it's just about an asian family and and that and the kind of barriers and culture and stuff like that so she she went along with that and she the grandmother even spent time with shuzen zhao who's the actress who played her they met up and spent the morning together had breakfast 
So as far as grandma was aware, it was an immigration story about the family coming back for this reunion. Makes sense. But then in a later interview, um, she reveals that actually her grandma had found out what the film was about. She said that the title of the movie in Chinese is Don't Tell Her. Her grandmother's friend saw a review of the film and was so proud um, of the film, like it's one of her oldest friends, and sent the review to her. And the review said, the film is based on Lulu Wang's real life. Her grandmother was diagnosed with stage four cancer in 2013. Her family threw a fake wedding for her cousin from Japan and her grandmother didn't know. Then she made a movie about it. So it went through the entire history of her family and my grandma read it. And so she said to little Nene, her sister, who plays herself, she said, I just thought that you were really daft because you went and shot a movie, you went to the premiere in New York, you come back, you're not allowed to tell me anything about it. You can't tell me the title, but look, it says in the newspaper it's called Don't Tell Her and that's why you didn't tell me because I am the her of the Don't Tell Her. It doesn't say anything about her reaction after that, but I do wonder if she thought, oh, like, my family, like, you know, doing that for me, or did she just think, wow, you're also stupid, thinking you'd get away with it. <laughs> but they, they obviously didn't expect her to, to live that long. And here she is, still, as far as I'm aware, still going, but this is last year, 2019. But I, I just think that's, I just think that's so funny. Yes. <laughs> so now she, she, had, she had to find out. She had to find out. I mean, having her sister play the role in it, I think that's... And, it, you know, she understands it, it as well. It's cultural. It's it's love. It's what it is. It's I, it's this thing of you don't want to... She's carried the burden for everyone her whole life. She has raised her sons. She's watched them raise her grandchildren. She's done everything. She's the head of the family. And the Chinese culture is like, well, why would you then burden her with her death? Why would you give her something else to worry about when you can take that away from her? And the family say they should be taking the burden now because she's been doing it for so many years. I think that's lovely. Yeah, I really like it. Are you, are you done? Uh, let me just look at my notes. Couple of quick things. Uh, the film won Best Feature at the Independent Spirit Awards in 2020. It's done a few award shows but nothing um oh actually no it's done the golden globes because aquafina won the golden globe for best actress and she's the first asian to do so in a leading role which is pretty exciting i suppose shame it hasn't happened sooner i think but still and originally when lulu wang wanted to make this film she struggled to get financial backing because either she found that they wanted to add in white characters to really accentuate the culture clash or they said that the story in itself was just too American. So after she told her story on the radio, Chris Weitz ended up as a producer and he produced American Pie and he ensured that the film got financial backing. It still only got $3 million, but it's enough for this, for this kind of film. There's no big special effects or anything, but I imagine... There's no big name actors that require huge... No. Flying out to China, them, maybe. I wonder, did any of them get like a percentage of the... Box office. How much did it take at the box office? I know that it grossed seventeen point seven right. million dollars. So that's a pretty good return on your money. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So yeah. You'd recommend it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's would you sad, watch it again? I think I would. Oh, so what mark are you giving that for? I've given it 
out of five, yeah, I've given it 4.5. Mm-hmm. I like it. it again, it's, it's it's based on a true story, so obviously I know that there's there's only so far you can take the story because it's based on a true story. So that might limit it slightly, but actually I think I want to watch it again because because there's those moments where all the family are together and there's quite a few of them and I think watching it again I'd like to watch all the different character reactions to things because I think the first time I watched it for sure I focused mostly on Billy because she's the main character she's she's there at the start and she's the one that has the problem with it and she flies out to China even though her parents tell her no you stay in New York you don't come because you've got money problems and you've got stuff to do and she whacks up like whacks up a plane ticket on a credit card and turns up unannounced. I think I want to watch it again and see those little interactions. And now that I know so much more about the story, I just I just think it's a really sweet story. Good. Yeah. Okay. You can come back up for air now. Oh, I know. Get you ready for the last two questions. As ready as I'll ever be. Question five. For which 1993 Tony Scott film did Tarantino co-write the screenplay? Okay. For which 1993 Tony Scott film did Tarantino co-write the screenplay? And your final question. Are you shaking your head to that one? Are you nodding your head to that one? I was shaking my head to that one. Uh, Final question. Who played Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour? Okay. You have seen that? Yeah, I think I know that one. Okay. Right. I think I'm on for my three. I don't think I'm on for four. Wow. What's coming up this week then? So, DVDs. The one DVD I would recommend, only because I've ordered it already and it is due to arrive this week, is Marriage Story. Who's in that? Then? I did talk to you about it. Adam I Driver can't... and Scarlett Johansson. Right. Right. <laughs> it's about a couple going through a divorce. That is the story. And again, I chose it because this podcast raved about it and said it could have been one of the best films This podcast? I haven't talked about it. I haven't seen it. Podcast that I listen to, where I get my information about what films maybe we should be watching. Oh. Yeah, I know. Moonlighting. A little bit, We've seen that. Yeah. About a couple going through divorce. It doesn't sound massively exciting. It's not a film I think, I don't think I'd... I don't think I've ever chosen to watch it, but I've heard good things, so I would recommend that. There wasn't much else in terms of DVD, I'll be honest. Netflix, one thing I found on Netflix, it's not coming out till September the 4th, but it's a film called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And it's, Sounds upbeat. <laughs> yeah. It's a psychological horror. Gets better. Is it a film or a series? It's a film. Okay. It's about a woman who goes to stay with her new boyfriend's family despite her own reservations about their relationship. And Tony Collette is in it, who you love, so might be worth a watch. And the girl is played by Jessie Buckley. She was in um, Chernobyl. She played the pregnant wife of one of the early victims. What do you call that film? Is it Chernobyl? What did you say? Chernobyl? Chernobyl. (laughs) I don't know. But I thought, I thought that sounded quite good. I, at first I did think it was a series and I found that it was a film, but I still think it's something I might watch. And the fact that Tony Collette's in it, I think that gives it some sort of credit. Finally, going to the cinema, there are some films that are out. A lot of the cinemas are still doing showings of old films because they haven't got new releases, but 
August. When is the Phoenix opening? Again, that's what I want to know. I think you ask this on every podcast. No one's going to know what Phoenix is unless they're... It's the oldest cinema in London. Isn't it in the country? London is in the country. No. <laughs> is it the oldest cinema in the country? I don't know. Might well It be. might be, but... I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Okay. Well, a couple of films that are out. Uh, August 26th. Tenet is coming out. That's the Christopher Nolan film that people have been waiting for for ages. It's been pushed back three times. It's a Christopher Nolan film starring Robert Pattinson and Kenneth Branagh, amongst others. It's a spy film where an operative of the organisation known as Tenet is tasked with preventing World War III. Again, I don't know if it's the kind of film I would watch. I feel like loads of people have really hyped it up, but people might be happy I feel sleepy just thinking about it. What, like too much action? Um, boring yeah yeah i'm not really that bothered but i'll see what the reviews say because i'm interested the second film is out on august 28th and it's called away it's by a latvian director i've never heard of don't know how to pronounce his name go for it but i'll give it a go gins zilvalodis <laughs> what so there you go i said it phonetically so gins zilvalodis bless you yeah it's an animated film but I don't think it's necessarily a kid's film, but it's about a boy being chased by a dark entity and he has a little chick for company. And apparently there's no dialogue and it's a fairly limited plot. But people who have seen it, and I don't know who these people are who have seen it, whether they are critics or it's come out already in America, potentially, or elsewhere in Europe, they have rated it quite highly. I feel like if you're sort of into not necessarily anime as such, but I feel like it's not necessarily a kid's film. I don't know what the rating, the age rating is on it, but I just thought it was a, something a little bit different. And if you are going to the cinema and looking for something new, you might find that. Okay. Yeah, that's it, I'm done. Right, well, what was it? Question and answers time. Oh God, okay. You ready? No. Oh, hang on, put, put, put me glasses on. You need to put your glasses on. on. All right. What or how is Morris Micklewhite better known as? I have absolutely no idea. My name is Michael Caine. Really? Y- yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely That's know. That's qu- question two then. In which film series does Colin Firth play Mark Darcy? Bridget Jones. Indeed. Question three. When was the first Star Wars film released? 1977. Woo! It's the only one I've seen. Question four. Okay, you've got two out of three so far, Jen. I'm, I'm getting three out of six. Okay, question four. What song do Wayne and Garth sing in the car in Wayne's World? I don't know. I don't know. Classic cinema scene. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. You've got to watch it. What? You've, got to, you've got to go onto YouTube and watch that scene so okay. you've seen it. Okay. Question five. Two out of four now. Question five. For which 1993 Tony Scott film did Tarantino co-write the screenplay? Not a clue. True Romance. Never seen it. I oh, should watch it. What's his name? Christian Slater and um, Brad Pitt's in it as well. Christian Slater and what's the girl's name? It's not going to come to me. No. It's good. It's a good film. Okay. It's a bit like Bonnie. It's a bit like Bonnie and Clyde type. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds alright. It's good. Um, and so, what are you on now? Two out of five. I'm telling you, I'm getting six. You're getting six? No, I'm <laughs> getting three out of six. It's too late for that. I, I'm pretty confident <laughs> getting, you're not getting six. I'm getting three out of six. My maths has never been good. I'm getting three out of six. Who played Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour? I think it's Gary Oldman. It is Gary Oldman. So, 
Three out of six? What's your average score? Three. Three out of six. I was just aiming for four. Oh, failed again then. I know. The algorithm has downgraded you. Oh no. Uh, it's like, you know, watching the BBC is now becoming watching, CCD. watching the DDU. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone said ABBA. Yeah, or as we now know ACDC. them. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, I, I haven't got a one good, one bad. Oh, I do. I can do mine real quick. If you can, I doubt it. But go on. I can. My one good is the James Bond films that I've watched so far because I'm enjoying them more than I thought I would. My one bad is the fact that George Lazenby, Lazenby, whatever his name is, is not 29. I don't care what Wikipedia tells me. When that film was made on Her Majesty's Secret Service, he does not look 29 and it annoys me. He's not 29. I don't know who's got that information wrong, but they must be wrong because he looks 40. It annoys me. Because Sean Connery definitely looked older. You can't have him coming in as a 20-something-year-old, can you? Well, anyway. Sean Connery was, must have been, what, 49, 50 in the last one? He's in his one. 80s now. No, in the last one. That he yeah, he would have been, yeah. So he's been replaced by a 29-year-old. Yeah. Who doesn't look 29? I don't like it. It's weird. Do you not like it? No. Okay. <laughs> That's my one good, one bad. Are we done? Yeah. Can I have a third Jack Daniels now, please? Bye. Bye.